0: episode 36 of the busted buttons video game podcast in this episode i'm not going to lie we're kind of going to be a little bit all over the place because we have some scraps left over from the last episode you know we really wanted to get into the console launches and kind of that future of tgpz and it's not game. going any
1: better either right now i can tell you that
0: <laughs> so i will say so we just kind of have some random gameplay type topics that we just uh that we've had that we really wanted to talk about so we're going to kind of get into uh, you know final bosses in games and you know, some games you have to fight them multiple times throughout the game. How do we feel about that? In open world games, how do we feel about traveling on foot versus horseback or, or using fast travel? You know, what's our personal preference and what impacts that preference? Uh, we're also going to really touch on celebrities in video games. It seems like this is... It's always kind of been there, but it's becoming more and more prominent here the last, you know, generation of of consoles or so. So we'll get into that. And then finally, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about the sound preferences for video games. And by sound preferences, I mean, like, how do we listen while we're playing? Do you use headphones, TV, surround sound? So we'll get into all that. Um, But before we jump into that, I do want to ask, in our last episode, you said you were going to get drunk and buy Age of Calamity. Did you do it and have you had a chance to play it yet? Well, sadly, I
1: did not get drunk. Now, I had a pretty good buzz going
0: on, but, you know, with the kids, I can't always
1: get that smash, and right. I kind of was playing on it that night, and just, I'm sure they were bothering me and didn't happen, but I did drink. I did drink my Upland Weed Ale, and yes. I did buy that game. So, you know, I got that part out of the way. Um, I played it just a tad bit, really just the first, actually, all I did was play the first stage. Um... You know, it's kind of just like I said, man, you know, it's just, uh, I mean, yeah. you just, I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of a story, too, and everything, but it's really just going out into a field or whatever the setting is, and it's just button mashing. That's all it is, and personally I think there's too much going on on the screen like there's all these attacks and all these buttons you have to hit to do these certain attacks now I know as the game goes on that will become easier but it's like you got people talking down the left part of the screen like I already have a hard enough time like there's enemies (laughs) everywhere you're doing all these attacks and there's people talking there's just too much shit going on which is kind of like I'll kind of take it to another game I'm playing a new super lucky's tale I kind of want to have a short conversation with you here on this one, um, because this is like, Hyrule Warriors, like I said, I don't really have much to say, first stage, it's okay, but then like, you know, there's all this chaos going on, now a new Super Lucky's Tale, it's a platformer, it's very cute, very colorful, I kind of want, I don't want to talk about this too long, because we want to get to our first topic, but, as I'm playing it, like it's a little bit easier of a game, which is nice when you're playing something as chaotic as Hyrule Warriors and Calamity. Relaxing, right? Might not be difficult, but it is chaotic. But yeah. is there a point for us where these games might be too cute? You know, it might not definitely they're not for adults. I would say they're definitely more towards, you know, little kids or teenagers. Yeah. But my question to you would be can a game be too cute and unattractive
0: for adults? I don't think so. And, and one of the ones I will go to is Yoshi's Crafted World. It, like and yeah, I know mm-hmm, like the game mm-hmm. itself is is it's just a solid platformer. It's no, it's nothing that's going to blow you away. It's fun, but it is adorable to yeah. see like the entire world, the characters, the enemies are like all created out of like crafts and, and, and like do, you know stuff around the house. So it it and and some games especially and we've got more of these, you know, platformers seem to really have it. Like, these really cute art yep. style. Mm-hmm. And I think as long as the game's fun, I say fuck it, man. If it's cute, whatever. If someone wants to make fun of you for playing a cute game, well, I'm, I'm, I'm red. come
1: on, man. I got kids. I'm not worried <laughs> about someone making fun of me anymore, man. Screw them.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, no, I don't think that the, you a game can be too cute. I mean, I know, okay, sometimes it might be an art style that's like, there's yeah. those things where it's so cute, it's disgusting, like everything's cotton candy pink or something like that, then, you know, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's one thing. But, you know, just thinking about a game like Yoshi's Crafted World that is a very cute game, I still had fun with it, and I still enjoyed yep. it as an adult, so... Yeah, I'm having a blast be. with
1: New Super Lucky's Tale. I guess what kind of made me think about that actually was not so much the art style or anything, it's more like the character interactions and the oh, gameplay. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, some platformers, 3D platformers, are pretty easy, but this game's a little bit too easy so far. So There's I guess I, I agree with you. Like, I, I don't care what people say. I'm going to play the game if I enjoy it. <laughs> I am enjoying it so far, but it kind of just popped up into my head with the conversations yep. and everything. Like, yeah, this is a little bit childish, but it's all right. Anyways. Final Bosses, Let's get to our first topic of the uh, podcast episode. Five minutes in, and yeah, <laughs> five, hey, it, happens, it happens. It happens. But um, what kind of made me think about this is I've been playing a Super Mario 3D All Stars lately. And you got Super oh, Mario. You know, you got Super Mario Galaxy. You got Super Mario 64, and then you got some other game I can't remember because it's not important. And it's fucking trash. So just, just, more, <laughs> just play the market off your list. That's the only reason that you should play Super Mario Sunshine is the market off your damn list. Anyways, as I'm playing these games, like you fight Bowser in each of them three times. I'm going to throw this to you. It kind of made me think about, do you like having
0: bosses like that throughout the game to fight, or would you rather just fight them at the end? When it comes to final bosses like that, I strongly prefer to only face them one time at the end of the game. Agreed. To me, it feels like your whole, in games that have a final boss, I know this doesn't apply to everything, but in games that have a final boss, like the whole game should be leading up to it. It should be trying Mm -hmm. to get to that final boss or get to where you're good enough to conquer that final boss. Or if you're playing Breath of the Wild, just jump off the Great Plateau and run straight to the final boss. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But to me, I only think you should fight the final boss or really any boss just one time in the game. I don't like, for me, it feels lazy when bosses get recycled, especially the final boss. Because to me, it kind of takes some of that epic final fight feeling out of it, I mean, I think about some of, you know, we talk about Zelda so much, just in general. Think about some of our favorite Zelda games. You know, A Link to the Past, you finally fight Ganon yep. at, at the, in the middle of the Golden Pyramid. You know, Ocarina of Time, yes, you fight Shadow Ganon, but that's not, or uh, Phantom Ganon, rather. But that's not the same thing. Like, you finally fight Ganondorf. Phantom Ganondorf, Fred. Ganon. Come on, man. You gotta know right. better. <laughs> those, those Zelda fans will get on you. <laughs> oh, I know it. I know it. So, like, and those, like... Final fights feel so epic because you've seen the character throughout the game. You've probably talked to the character in a lot of cases. He's taunted you or popped up here and there. But you finally get to fight him, and it just feels awesome. So to me, having to face the enemy several times, and Mario games are horrible. The 3D Mario games are horrible about this because Odyssey was the same way. You fought Bowser at least twice that I can remember just off the top of Mm -hmm. my head. So I'm not a fan of it. The final boss should be reserved for the End of the game. What do you think?
1: It makes that boss more epic if you leave it just at the end. Like a great example is um, Twilight Princess. When you get to, like, you know, now there's four different versions of gandorf when you get there. Right. But, like, you know, you get there and you've seen them a little bit in cutscenes here and there. But then you get there and you see him and you have this confrontation. That means so much more than if you would have fought him throughout the game. So I just think when you're sitting there and you don't get anything really from this boss until the end, it just makes that fight seem special. Whereas if you played him before, usually, well, obviously you end up beating him because you progress through the game. But usually what happens is they quit and they say, oh, I'm going to go, you know, not practice, but you know, get well, practice and get better, kind of the same thing. But, anyways, <laughs> like they're gonna go do something they quit to quit to fight another day, yeah, to, to fight better fight day. you the next time. And that just comes off as cowardly to me. It like, is like you're quitting the fight, like you know, oh, the fight another day. And so, when you finally get to him at the end, I'm like, dude, you're a quitter, you're a coward. So, <laughs> I hate fine boss, final bosses. Throughout the game. Now, I will mention that there is one part where I think this really did work well. And that's because everything in this game works well. And so you all know what I'm already going to say here. Witcher 3 and the Wild Hunt. They had the Wild... Now, I can't remember... I remember you faced them, like, at the Battle of more and, like, that was... Oh, that was probably, epic. That's probably one of the best cutscenes and battles in all oh, of video game in, in my opinion. But yeah. you do face them a little bit throughout, and you get a little bit of cutscenes with them throughout. Like, it did work in that game, so props to them. But The right. Witcher 3 done things that other games just have not been <laughs> able to do since the game came out in 2015. So it right. definitely worked there. But um, as far as that, like, you know... Bowser, okay, we're talking about cutscenes and like how you know it makes it more epic when you get there. It does. Mario doesn't really make a difference in that sense because of cutscenes, there's really no story. But yeah. <laughs> I would still only like to fight Bowser at the end. Think about the first couple of Mario games, like you know, Super Mario Brothers, Mario 3, um, Super Mario World. You didn't face Bowser until the very end, and those fights felt truly epic. But you know, here, I want to throw it to you because we got one example. That is just absolutely terrible with this facing a boss throughout the game and that Sky Sword. Why don't you just uh, kinda go ahead and talk about how bad that one is?
0: Well, and this one, this one's kind of cheating a little bit for us because th- these aren't technically the final boss because Demise yeah, well, is the final boss. Enough. But you know, you have to fight Girahim and the Imprison, both of them. Well, Three Demise is fight. the imprisoned, so that kinda so, is yeah. the final boss. <laughs> And Gearham's basically a sword at the end. So, you know, yeah. so it, it counts. We're going to count. It goes count together. It goes together. Yeah, so you have to fight both of them three fucking times throughout the game. And I get that they change up their attacks both times. You get the Grucinator against the Imprisoned, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But just part of it is those were... The fights themselves weren't that interesting, even though I liked the Ghirahim character. But, you know, when you have to fight the same guy three times throughout the game. And in this case, they did it twice. I mean, to yep. me, that just screams absolute laziness. And the will him was the worst where he's like, ah, you know, you've got some skill, but you know, I'm going to cut, I'll get you later. You know, and he's cocky about it as opposed to cowardly, but he still is like, you know, eh, you're okay, but I'll get you later. And he was the perfect example of that. The imprisoned, just like escaping a few times. I don't know. It just felt redundant to have to fight both yeah. of them over and over and over. And, like, the fights were very similar. And this goes for any time. Like, this goes with the, the uh, Bowser fights and everything else that we've talked about. Usually the fights are so similar anyway. Yes, they might have a few yep. new attacks. Mm-hmm. There might be a few new ways to attack them. Like I mentioned, the Grucinator is really cool. But, you know, other than that, it's still the same fucking fight. And it just it gets repetitive. It gets boring. I remember when you fought Garahim in the first dungeon. And then you're like, oh my God, we're going to... Yeah, you knew he was going to pop up a few more times, and he does. And it's just, I I don't know. I'm not a fan. I don't care. I know we've mostly focused on final bosses, but even when it's just regular bosses that they repeat, and I get old games kind of had to recycle that, just the the restraints of the systems. There's no fucking excuse in this day and age unless you've got a really good story reason to do it and you can keep the fight fresh and interesting every time. There's no reason to, to have to repeat boss fights. To me, it is absolutely lazy. Skyward Sword, I know you get ragged on by a lot of people for your motion controls. I love controls, Skyward Sword, so... But, but I love Skyward Sword. That part of it can straight fuck off. <laughs> yep, I agree. I do agree. I love it, but I agree with you on that part. But, you know, so... You know, we've been talking about final bosses and the builds to final bosses and everything. And, you know, the more you play a game, the more it really does tend to, like, build up to that climactic fight. And yep. kind of, you know... Games that obviously you play the most, open world games and the time that we put into them. I know we've talked a little bit about, you know, hours and things like that and gameplay and open world games. Let's be honest, open world games are huge right now. So we're going to talk about them a little bit in just about every episode, it seems yep. like. But, you know, how you play the game and most specifically kind of how you travel around the game world can really have an impact and an effect on kind of how long... You put into an open world game, and that really got us thinking about, and I think about this honestly, every open world game I play, is how I get around that world. Am I doing it on foot? Am I doing it on horseback? Am I fast traveling all around it? So I kind of want to kick to you, you know, when it comes to getting around an open world game, what, and this is probably the longest transition of all time, I apologize (laughs) for that, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I swear I eventually was going to connect all my dots yeah, and get to where I was that. going. I was like, damn, man, he's going on about this T- one. <laughs> took me a minute. But so when it comes to open world games, how do you prefer to kind of get around in them? And what do you think drives you towards one method or another?
1: It really varies by game, like depending on what type of, well, they're all similar types of game, but how the mechanics are in the game. Now, one thing I don't do is fast travel at the beginning. Like when I get later on the game, like there's certain parts, like I know it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I will get back to one day. There were certain parts where I was like, you know, and I'm probably, I would say a little bit, maybe like 75% through the game, but like, I'm not going to go all the way over there because it's going to take me 20 minutes to sell. So, right. like, I mean, certain parts, like, you know, I will fast travel earlier in the game, but for the most part, I like to leave that to the end. Like, when I'm just here. trying to go places real quick just to maybe get a collection item or something like that, but ever since my mistakes in Skyrim, which I've kind of <laughs> talked about in this podcast, yep. where really, like, I, it wasn't my first open world game, but it was one of the... Really first ones that maybe weren't like, you know, like a, well, is a bad example because really Breath of the Wild is only the first one that was really open world. But right, it, right. Skyrim was one of my first open world games. I just fast traveled everywhere and it really killed the experience. Like I did not enjoy the game at all. Like I beat Skyrim in 40 hours. And that, right. and that's in ridiculous. my opinion, <laughs> after playing more open world games, that should never happen. So no. ever since that game, like I've really tried my hardest to travel on foot. That's the way that I like to travel because you see everything and you can grab items along the way. And one thing that I hate with riding a horse, now we will talk about this. I will ride a horse in some game, some games, the mechanics do matter, but like you can't, I find myself riding on trail lot when I ride a horse. Yeah. And I absolutely hate that because you don't see like the rest of the world. You don't see all the nukes and cranny. Like when you're, and you're also a little bit higher off of the ground when you're walking you're closer to the ground you can go everywhere you can go off cliffs and everything you know you could do that ghost of shishima but your horse would you know bite it the horse would bite it that was you know there's a glitch (laughs) in that game where you should have been able to jump off certain cliffs so a sucker punch you messed up you messed up a little bit right there but you know i kind of thought to you but um for me it does vary we'll kind of continue on with this but if i can and if the world is not too big i do prefer to travel by foot how about you
0: in general i do and yet the more i sat here and i prefer to travel by foot as well is what i mean but the more i've sat here and thought about it i find myself doing the horseback riding a lot more often than than i really realize and i think part of it is and we're going to mention breath of the wild probably quite a bit in this because that's one we both explored on foot yeah. almost exclusively like i did not well, ride a horse well that's different though i did not ride a horse in breath of the wild unless the game required me to so that is the one I probably did on foot more than any other one. And I think kind of what drives that for me is when you don't have question marks and waypoints and quests like all over your map from the get go. Like with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you've kind of got just the general like, okay at the beginning. Yes, go see Impa. Then yes, go do the four divine beasts. But other than that, there are no waypoints on your map unless you put them there yourself. And I think that really encourages you to travel by foot just because you can walk in every different direction. You can like go through the woods. You can go around up and down cliffs. You know, things like, again, the climbing is a big factor. You know, Mm -hmm. I liked climbing in Zelda. We both loved climbing in Breath of the Wild. So for me, a big factor is not having a map that's just so cluttered by all these question marks that show you where every single thing in the game is. It takes away the incentive to explore when you open up like an Assassin's Creed map and you've already got 50 question marks on there of stuff like points of interest, stuff to go do. And you lose that incentive to incentive to just go and explore and find stuff on your own. I feel like if I've already got the question marks, I'm like, Oh, I don't need to explore. I'll just jump on the horse and, and, and drive and go to the next one and go to the next one and go Mm -hmm. to the next one. So for me, that really is a huge driver, you know, when the game doesn't hold my hand and tell me exactly where to go, I'm more likely to, to walk and travel by foot or run as opposed to, sorry, excuse me, as opposed to riding on horseback. But another big factor, though, I mean, because time is a factor in our lives is yep. the ability to sprint you know yep. mm-hmm. it's like you look do you have a stamina bar do you eventually slow down or can you just sprint on forever or is the game world just in general too big yeah for you to be able to travel just by foot so i do think that all that really plays into it um i like i said so i prefer traveling by foot but the horseback riding i feel like just for a time factor, is really something I've probably well, done. Well, like it depends on the game. Like
1: That's my opinion because uh, there's two games where I really use the horse a lot. The Witcher 3. Now, why am using The Witcher 3? I don't know. I just remember <laughs> that I really liked riding on the horse in The right. Witcher 3, but I really used it a lot in Ghost of Tsushima. Now, Ghost of Tsushima, the game world, even though it doesn't look big on the map, like that game world feels humongous. But here's the oh, other yeah. reason that I used the horse so much is because the mechanic... Of how you are guided in the game by the wind, like that made me go off the path. Yeah. Like, usually, like you know, I throw like you know, there's a you can see the question mark or there's like a not objective a uh, waypoint. There's a waypoint way that yeah. you kind of see on the map and you go towards that, and you're more likely to stay on the trail. Whereas like with the wind, like it would just go a certain direction, and yeah. I found myself going on the path so much, and I just right now Ghost of Tsushima is one of the time the time that I rode a horse the most in an open world game so right. I think it dep- It honestly depends on how much fun it is to ride a horse, too. And that's true. And then also what you can do when you're on the horse. In Ghost of Tsushima, you could actually pick up items when you rode past them. There's been other games where if you're on a horse, you cannot get items. And if you cannot get items on a horse and you, can, and you don't want to fast travel, your only other option is to go by foot. Right. So, you know, <laughs> those mechanics right there, they do matter. And so I think it just – me, I don't really – like I said, it depends on the horse and like what you can do on it for me. That's what it depends on. Like there's really no game. Like there's really no set factor. Like, Oh, I always do this. I always do that. It really depends on the games and the mechanics, but you know, Whatever, traveling around open world funds no matter how you do it. Well, let's right. fast travel. People don't fast travel. The game is not <laughs> about being a game as quick as you can. Trust me, I learned with Skyrim. Sit yep. there, get lost in the experience, get lost in the world, go explore. Do not fast travel. You're going to waste your damn time with it. But anyways, we I do think of- I will
0: agree with you on on the fast travel point. Like I do think that it kind of breaks the immersion. In a game, Mm -hmm. you can just pull up the map and instantly travel to, you know, whether it's a waypoint, a village or every point of interest, or maybe it's just a specific tower like Breath of the Wild, something like that. But it still takes you out of the game world a little bit when you do that, because you're almost always taken to a loading screen that's got like tips or or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, you know, that's not bad, but it like it really does. Break the immersion for me. And I know loading times are becoming better Well, you and better. don't have to worry about that. The Xbox Series X. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so God just to me, like, it. but you can't not have it in a game, though, oh, because agreed. it's just it, it's a quality of life thing. Uh, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. people do, you know, these games are so massive now. And especially, like I said, when you're getting close to the end of the game, you've already seen The vast majority of the world, you know, at that point you're kind of ready to just wrap it up, hit those last few points of interest, get to your next mission. And what's the biggest game game world that you've ever played? I honestly, I don't know, like what the actual official. Well, yeah, I mean, who knows the scale technically, but right. But I mean, I would have to say, I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five would be up there, yeah, because that Mm -hmm. game world is absolutely just insanely large. That would be the one that I would think. Would probably like take the cake in terms of if I went ran from one corner of the map to the other corner of the map, it take it would take the law. Of course, you'd be driving in this yep. game, but you know. So to me, that's probably the biggest one that I've played. And, you know, you do kind of start fast traveling. You know, when you when you realize you've you've driven or ridden or walked the same road so many times. So what about you? What do you think the biggest game world you've played? Oh, is?
1: Assassin's Creed, honestly, it's not even close. Uh, man. Okay, you I've get all those
0: islands real. and get the, and then you get the ocean.
1: That game is freaking humongous and it's taken me forever. Like I said, I need to get back to it. I put 85 hours in. I really need to get back to that game. But I'm struggling. I'm playing Hyrule Warriors. I'm playing New Super Lucky's Tale. I'm trying to play Tomb Raider on PC. And I keep on getting these damn parts where, like, you got to do something really quick. If you die, like, it loads. And so, you know, I suck. And so it just keeps on load screen, load screen, load screen. <laughs> yep. I'm like, I'm tired of this shit. But anyways, I tried to get to my transition earlier. Then Red cut me off. I get you know, I wasn't I going to make it as long as you made your transition or whatever. But anyway. I had more to say. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. I always do that, because if I ever had more to say, I also speak up. but we Hell touched yeah. on Breath of the Wild, and traveling and one thing that breath of the wild did was um well they introduce voice if introduced voice acting to zelda games which kind of brings us to this whole topic of celebrities and video games or people being voice actors in games and then becoming celebrities it happens both ways but i kind of just wanted to have a little conversation on this um first of all how do you feel about celebrities um let's not do well usually they're going to be voice acting overall yeah. what's your opinion <laughs> of celebrities and
0: video games do you like it or do you not you know, I'm really hit or miss on on celebrities appearing in video games, and I, I do feel we kind of mentioned this in the intro that it is becoming more and more common. I think as video games have become a much more prominent and popular, you know, form of entertainment, it's no longer just kids and teenagers anymore. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like a worldwide In a thing billion now. dollar industry too. Exactly, like so, more and more celebrities like they like getting the cameos or even like uh, actual famous actors and actresses. Appearing in these games. So if it's done well and they pair up a celebrity with a, with a role that fits them, like whether yep. it's their mm-hmm. appearance, their voice, whatever it is, then I think it could be really good. Cause like one example, I absolutely love is a uh, Martin Sheen in mass effect two and three. He plays yep. uh, the character he plays is just perfect. Like he has got that like kind of sinister sounding smoky raspy voice Yep. It, and it matches his character just absolutely perfectly i thought so i i think now does the character look like martin sheen or is it just the voice kind of it does have a decent resemblance to him with you know some liberties taken so that doesn't bother me too much especially once again if the person's kind of appearance fits it and yeah. i thought he really did so i thought it was a uh, i thought that was a really good example you know one game that i think kind of took it to an extreme is, uh, with Death Stranding, uh, which of course that game took a lot of stuff to the extreme. Yeah, yes, it does. But I mean, you had the main, the main, uh, character is Norman Reedus, who's a very famous actor, uh, you know, going back to Boondock Saints. Yeah, the that's walking, a good one. Yeah. And then The Walking Dead, of course. And then the villain or, or, you know, the guy that you're always seeing is, is uh, Mads Mickelson, who's obviously uh-huh. a very famous actor. You know, he's been in Hannibal. He was, uh, one of the guys in Casino Royale, you know, the Daniel Craig Bond film. So, and then you had cameos from, like, Conan O'Brien, uh, Jeff Kylie, and I am probably butchered that name. I You're- love
1: the Conan O'Brien uh, <laughs> spot in that game.
0: So, to me, like, I look at that as, like, maybe that's a little overboard, but with how cinematic that game is... Yeah. They were able to pull it off, because your character as Norman Reedus looked amazing. Mads Mikkelsen looked amazing. Like, so, even though that game did kind of take it to an extreme, like, those guys... Like that is a cinematic enough game that having these really famous actors seem to really fit in there. So I know we there's plenty of other examples I'm sure we're going to get to, but just overall, kind of what are how do you feel about celebrities appearing in video games? Yeah, man, this stream, that's a weird ass game, but is, um for me like <laughs> I I, 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 I'm okay days. with it. Like you said if it's
1: done right. Now, like you said as they become more cinematic and also the industry becomes bigger, you're seeing these celebrities like you know, one to get in video games more. Exactly what you said. So why I'm repeating? It, I don't know. But we've seen this like we you actually know, back agree in, on something. That's not yeah. A thing. We have seen this since way back in the day. Like we had Shaq and Shaq food. Like back in the day when Shaq used to do everything. Like That's you younger kids, like Shaq used to be in movies, like Kazam. Oh and, hell yeah! You know, <laughs> you know, just that guy used to do everything, and then you had Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's Punch Out, which with all his trouble, I think they later took him out and renamed it just oh, yeah. punch out without Mike Tyson. Yeah, I think he yeah. fought somebody else. I'm not really sure, but I believe that's what happened. They but, did, but um, you know, that was mostly sports games back in the day. But we have seen this go on for a long time. But you know, then there's some examples like where I don't think it fits very well, and I'm actually going to mention a non-video game for this, like when Ed Sheeran showed up in Game of Thrones. Like oh, that just, yeah. you know, that that just was out of place. That
0: that just it was. didn't
1: work out. And in AC Valhalla, now I'm not seeing this, but I've heard that Cody Bellinger, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers baseball player, is in it. And see, that's one of those things right there where this is a baseball player (laughs) in a Viking game. Like, you know, that to me just, like, that's an example where I don't really like it. Like, you got Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk 2077, but he's an actor. Like, he's played different roles like you know for example the matrix which i of sci-fi seen. roles yeah. yeah i need to really watch those movies i don't know i have no reason for watching those movies i just have not done it but that <laughs> fits in very well with cyberpunk 2077 so it makes sense also Kiefer sutherland in metal gear solid five also kind of similar roles to it once he has 24. played you know in the past so right examples like that like you know i do really like it but we just throw a celebrity in there to throw it, went. you know what I'm saying that, but I love Conan O'Brien in Death Training, so you know, and that literally was just a throw-in right there, like right, he right. does not fit in that game whatsoever. It's probably because he does that, uh, he does that little uh, skit with the uh, where he does the reviews for the games or whatever like that. Yeah. That's how he probably got in there, so. You know, I guess there are examples where if they are just thrown in, they look, I do like it. But I think the majority of the time, I do not like that. I like right. these celebrities to actually, you know, either played some kind of role or have some kind of personality that fits the person that they're playing. Exactly. Like, you know, in the game. And here's the thing like, you know, yeah, it's nice getting kind a of throw in here or there. But then you say, like, you know, Norman Reedus, desk Training. They kind of overdid it a little while. And that's how I like my celebrities in video games is actually in the middle. Neither one of those in right. the middle. I like the celebrity to be in there a decent amount, but not be the main character. And I'm not sure how much Keon Reeves plays in cyberpunk 2077, but I do know that he's not the main character, but it does character seem like he control, has a pretty yeah. big role in it. And yeah. I think that I am going to like that. So I'm, um, you know, I got kind of done talking. It's all over the
0: place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know where to go next with this one, but um, no, it's a well. Here's here's the thought. Now we did kind of mention how voice actors, voice actresses, actually kind of, oh um, yeah, become Good famous from their voice acting. There's a couple of examples of ones that just pop into my head immediately when I think of video game. Uh, voice capture, voice characters, uh, Nolan North and Jennifer Hale are two characters that have primarily become famous, at least to gamers, at least in my mind, from doing roles in video games. And yeah. I think like, as the voice acting becomes more prominent, games get more famous, games get more popular. You know, this is a good niche for people who, you know, and I'm not saying this about Nolan North or Jennifer Hale at all, but it's like, maybe if you're not a great actor, but if you've got a good voice, maybe if you're not
1: getting to where you want to get to in the business. That's
0: a much better way to put it. Cause I have <laughs> yeah. no clue if Nolan North or Jennifer Hale are actually good actors and actresses or not. I don't know. But you know, if you have a talent for the voiceovers and you've got a great voice for whether it's action games, adventure games, whatever it is, you know, it's another great avenue uh, for people to like become you know become get a break yeah. in the industry and i think so, voice acting is becoming more and more important because yeah. we're getting more and more lost
1: within the games like back in the day like it mattered but i don't think it really mattered that much like go back to no. like Grand Theft auto 3 and vice city like the voice acting in those games it's not really that memorable at all but really nowadays <laughs> if you had bad voice acting you are going to get killed, like, you know, in a good example. I don't know if it's a good example, <laughs> but Patricia Somerset that played Zelda in Breath of the Wild. I didn't mind her at all. I thought right. it was nice that we had voice acting in a Zelda game. But you know, she did kinda of become a little bit of a celebrity, but at the same time she also got batched a little I was bit. Say, like, she you know-
0: became infamous instead of famous, I think. Yeah, I don't think yeah, anyone so, liked I mean, that acting.
1: I mean, so it can go that way too and everything. But um I just think, like I said, like as we go forward i don't think it's so much celebrities like you know i think we need like you said the people with the right voices no matter who they right, are if they're right. celebrities that's cool but if they're just random people obviously they try to get in the voice acting most of likely course. like the god of war guy oh my god that voice was perfect voice, fucking outrageous. perfect man like dude giles voice in the witcher is perfect that's what i'm trying to say like these voice like voice acting is becoming so huge because it immerses you so much in the game. And there's yep. so many cinematics that when you get something like a God of War and whoever you said that was, I mean, it can make a game spectacular. Well,
0: plus, like, when you look back on these games that we're really fond of, especially, you know, in the last game generation or two, you're not going back to games that didn't have voice acting, but you associate that voice with the character. When you see the character, that voice immediately is one of the things that pops yep. into your head. Like I mentioned Witcher. You mentioned... The God of War person. Like, I know my my female Captain See, my Witcher's
1: all screwed up because of the damn Netflix show. I don't even <laughs> remember how the video <laughs> game character sounded.
0: Now you've got Henry Cavill, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so it's like, it, it does become synonymous with that character. And of course, unless it changes, then it can just throw you way off. Yeah. But, you know, so I I do like that it's a good avenue. And, you know, it's just it for these people to kind of break through. And they become that video game character. That's who you think of when you... See that character. You know. You, I won't think about Death Stranding and not think about Norman Reedus. I mean, well, without also thinking about how fucked up the producer and creator of that game is. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. You gotta so, have a really messed up mind to create something like that, right. dude.
0: Now, one interesting kind of example or a couple of examples, and I'm really going to pick on Marvel here for a minute for two specific examples of where they really fucked up with the celebrity likenesses. When you have an existing IP like Marvel when the Marvel cinematic universe is as massive as it is and the characters, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Chris Evans, you know, uh, Chris Hemsworth, like, you know, those are Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, like that is, and Mark Ruffalo for, for the Hulk that, you know, that is who that character should be because for the Mm -hmm. last, what, 10, 15 years, they have dominated pop culture. They've been in our face for 10 or 15 years. And then you make a game based on the, it's called the fucking Avengers and it has Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, and they don't look anything like the fucking yeah. movie characters. Yeah. Like, and I get, okay, the licensing and all that shit may have been prohibitively expensive to get their likenesses, their voices, whatever, maybe to pay the actors would have been way too much. But like you've got Marvel, Disney, fuck you money. Like yeah. you, you, there's but not Spider-Man excuse.
1: didn't use the actor's face, and it did okay, which yeah. it didn't change it to look like the <laughs> actor's face in a new one. So, you know, you gotta go back and forth on that one, but yeah. I get what you're saying. I do agree with you, but at the same time, in the original Spider-Man, I don't believe they used that actor's, like, there's been a couple different actors, right, but um, right. I don't believe they really used that actor's face, and then, well, they tried, and we bashed that uh, one. But um, yeah. So, I think I think it comes down to, yes, I agree. I would love to see the Marvel actors as their characters right but you can still make a great like you can still make a great game from it if you don't have that
0: and it sounds like they didn't make a great game out of avengers i heard it bombed
1: so <laughs> I, I didn't look into it at all I, I'm, I'm sick of avengers and everything like just i mean i'm
0: not really against it but just i've right. not been
1: able to check out the thousands
0: of movies they made in the last 15 years so you know right and then i do like i'm glad you brought up the, the spider-man and like okay you've already got the video game character the game is already out and you're doing a, an update, a remake, whatever. And you totally change the way the guy looks to make it look closer?
1: That was terrible. You've that heard us bitch just, about that one. Oh,
0: my God. So, I wish I
1: remember what episode that was. Go back. It's called <laughs> Spider-Man Face Transplant. That is the title. Go back and check that out because I went
0: off. Oh, yeah. So, so to me, I feel like Marvel has, has kind of fucked up twice. And they did it in two very different ways with their games. But, man, overall, in general, if the celebrity fits the game and fits within the game, whether it's their likeness their voice, whatever. I'm all for it. You know, I just don't want to be bashed over the head with like cameos popping up everywhere. But you know, like I said, Norman Reedus did a great job. You know, uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Martin Sheen, they all fit. You know, Shack and Shaq Fu, whatever. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it it's it I, it doesn't bother me at the end of the day. And you know, if people are getting famous by being voice actors, more power to them. Yep. So, But you know, we mm-hmm. kind of sit here and we talk about. Hearing celebrity voices and, and, and advances in like audio, voiceover, all that stuff. Audio in video games is becoming more and more important as our audio technology yep. just continues to advance. I mean, 3D audio, the soundtracks are getting freaking symphonies going on. Audio in video gaming in, has always been a little important because soundtracks really stick to our mind. but. Man, is it ever even more important now with the technology for audio that is in our hands. So we wanted to take a few minutes and talk a little bit about your preference when you're playing a video games. Headphones or TV speakers or sound system. Go. Which one do you prefer? Well, my preference would be sound system. The bass booming. Speakers loud.
1: But I don't have that option because (laughs) I have three young kids. So that's what I would love to do. But I can't do, which brings yep. me to my next point. What I love to do now, I love to do now, but the way I play the most now is with headphones, right? Because you know, right. a lot of times uh, my kids are asleep or whatever, or I'm just, you know, I can. They're, they're also okay. They're either asleep <laughs> or they're making a lot of noise. So yep. if, if I don't have headphones in, I can't hear it, or I gotta have headphones in to be quiet. But. To me, like um, if you can't do it on a sound system, and I really, actually, really like this conversation because, like I said, it's becoming more and more important. And I just really think the way you hear games, you know, kind of go along with that, is definitely becoming important. A lot of that's yeah. the three D audio, and this is why I think headphones are going to be bigger, better, like in bigger. More people are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get to what I want to say. Okay, I'm going to get there. More people are going to want to use headphones in the future. I think a lot of that has to do with 3D audio where you're hearing sounds like that are coming from different directions with headphones. You can hear that better on a left and a right ear versus a speaker where they might have a left and a right speaker, but it's still coming towards you from like, you know, a central position. So me, I love playing video games with headphones nowadays. Um, Hate the wires, but I, yeah. Does this next gen? I got to ask you a
0: question. Does this next gen? You might not have looked into it. Is there Bluetooth capability with the systems? I mean, there's obviously Bluetooth uh, support for the controllers and stuff. Well, yeah, I well, yeah. do not know. I do not know in terms of headphones. I have not tried. I, I don't have the. I don't have the situation. You do. I'm not living with a wife and kids. I do live in an apartment complex, so I try not to blast my audio too loud. Yeah. But man, if I'm gaming during you know wake, waking hours and not you know after. You know, nine or 10 o'clock at night when people are going to bed. Man, I'm old school. I love having the speakers boom. Yep. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of games I play are action games. So, you know, I love the shooters and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm a big fan of just the booming sound, the Bass, you know, and yeah, maybe you don't get the best 3D audio because I don't I don't have a surround sound set up, so I don't really get that 3D audio or hell, there's even sound bars now that do 3D audio somehow. Yeah, that technology makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever. But ugh. anyway, <laughs> but so I love having I've got two tower speakers that I've had since uh, college basically, yep. hooked mm-hmm. up to an older. receiver. I remember those. <laughs> oh, and yeah, I used to put them in my window to blast music out into the village. And that girl passed in- <laughs> out
1: right beside one that one time. Remember that? <laughs> oh, that girl. Oh, oh, God bless <laughs> yeah, her. She had one too many that
0: night. <laughs> oh, Sometimes trying to drink with us uh, is the downfall yeah, of yeah, people. I can so, ask my wife about uh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, But anyway, anyway, before we get ourselves in trouble, <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. I absolutely love, I didn't continue on. Notice that. <laughs> yeah. No, I do absolutely love having... The big tower speakers in my living room setup, I've got the speakers far enough away from the TV, like on almost on opposite corners of the living room that you still kind of get that 3D effect if you have it set up for, mm-hmm. you know, for stereo sound. And it's not as good as obviously as the perfect 3D audio and, and all that, but it, at least it helps a little bit in getting that. OK, it's coming from the left or it's coming from the right. So and another reason I still prefer uh, the tower speakers is I've never invested in good headphones. Like I've never you bought should. a good pair of headphones. And I know these days you can get absolutely amazing whether it's Bose, beats or even like the Samsung and Apple, like uh, the AirBuds, things like that are yeah. all amazing headphones. Now, the technology in them is so far beyond what it has been. You know, when we were growing up, I've just never put the time and money into a good pair of headphones. So that's a big reason for me why I still do prefer to game with with the big tower speakers. Now, if if I had a good pair. That that I put a couple hundred bucks into. There were noise cancellations. A hundred bucks. You have to put more than a hundred bucks, man. But I keep on telling you like
1: you need to get some. I don't know. I keep on trying to talk you into things and you just won't listen to me. (laughs) But I guess you spend all your money on next gen console systems. So whatever. Yeah, yeah, keep trying um, to talk me
0: into that Nintendo entertainment online. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but um, you know what one thing that makes me upset is that my sound system is on the TV that my Mm. kids get to watch. So see, man, you all out there, I mean it's nice to have a family. I love my wife. and I love my of kids. Course. But then it's shit like this, man, where you just, you know, and then I'm like, well, maybe I'll just move it into my, you know, my, I call it my lounge where my computer, my TV are and everything. Right. But my TV is turned and I just don't have the room for all the speakers. And so my kids sit here. They get the damn sound system. They don't even use the subwoofer. So <laughs> that that's, you know, I'm the one that turned it off, you know, but it's well, yeah. so, man, they've, they've taken... I love them, but man, they've taken my sound system and that's really, that's really <laughs> they've taken, depressing. They've taken a
0: lot of the nice yeah, things in but, your house, um, I've you
1: noticed. Know, going on that, like you kind of talk about soundbar and 3D audio, I've actually thought about getting a good soundbar, but you see how my TV in the lounge, like yeah. it has to be turned because of where my desk is at. Yeah. And yeah. like if you have a, uh, sound bar like it would be straight on the wall versus versus the tv it's turned and so i don't think the sound would project the way i wanted it to and yeah. then if i put it on my desk i think it would be too low where the tv was higher and so you know i'm just kind of in a position right now where you know yeah i do use my headphones a lot but i do i would like a sound system especially you know when i'm working from home i have a couple hours after work where i can do whatever i want to oh yeah it the kids would be are cool. yeah yeah it would be cool to play like you know a video game on a great sound system, but you know, you kinda getting away it. from that we'll get to the headphones. <laughs> here's something I gotta tell you all. I'd recommend the red. Like he did a hundred dollars on headphones. get out of here, man. Get the fuck I out. Said of here. I yeah, said okay, a, couple okay, a couple hundred. I <laughs> said, Yeah, okay, a couple hundred. three hundred and fifty dollars is what you should be spending. But um Ooh. let me kinda talk about that price point you're two thirds um, of
0: the way to a fucking playstation five at that Yeah, point. i
1: know but it sounds good <laughs> damn it all right let me get to it but um anyways like a little while ago i bought some beats over the ear headphones um they, they had some uh hard not hardware uh they fell apart let's just put it that way yeah. um the sound was good but they fell apart but here's the thing about it after that happened i went out and i bought another 350 fifty dollar pair of headphones because when you spend that much money on headphones You can tell the difference, and it's one of those things that once you buy one of them, like you don't go back. Like you want them, and so it's kind of like what I talk about. Um, you know, I do recommend if you're going to play with headphones. Yeah, I know. Understand. I understand that everybody does not have the money to spend 350 dollars on headphones. I'm telling you that if you can make it work, it (laughs) is freaking worth it. It makes. Like, I have Bose Comfort 35. That's the ones I... I don't know why I needed to repeat that. But because um, there's... Actually, because there's new ones out. That's why I got confused. But go. I have those, and they sound amazing. Now, yeah, I got connected wire and everything to the controller because, you know, there's no Bluetooth in the, the older models. I don't know about the newer systems, I, I, but... I might mess around with that to see, see if there's a way to do it now. I'm Yeah, I'm but it just... It makes it sound so much better, and then... One cool thing actually about me is when um I can also, if I don't want to go wired, my AirPods connect to my TV. Now, you do have to have a newer TV that has Bluetooth right. that can't connect to headphones. But, um you know, that's also very cool to do. But if you, I guess what I'm recommending to people here is um if you can't have a good sound system, I would say go headphones and spend a good amount of money on headphones because, like I said, kind of like, you know, earlier, like the point about gaming nowadays is is getting lost in the games, right? And those right. headphones will help you get lost in the game. So, I'm um, Red. I had a point that I wanted to throw to you, Red. I can't remember exactly. Oh, you want to talk about before we end, real quick? Do you want to kind of get into gaming headphones and like, you know, are those better? Are they not better?
0: Do we know? Well, again, like I said, I've never splurged for for good headphones or, or gaming specific headphones, so I honestly yeah. don't have a clue. It's never an area I've done research. I think if you know, I, if I was in a situation like you, where you had the wife and kids, and you know, sometimes you need to be quiet, or that's you true, know, that's true, or, or people who are traveling and gaming the only way on I can blare music now is with headphones, right? <laughs> or people who are like gaming on the go and like and is streaming like streaming video games becomes more and more prominent and people are actually just gaming literally on their cell phone, on their tablet, whatever, and still playing these. Well, amazing, those guys have a headset. You can have good headphones with the headset. Yep. Cause you ain't going to get good quality audio out of a fucking cell phone or no. a, a tablet. I mean, so I think the headphones will become more popular, especially in places where people are gaming on the go a lot. You know, your bigger cities or your countries that have better, you know, public transportation, better train systems, all that stuff. I can see that really becoming more popular along with virtual reality. Uh, it yep. is, you know, mm-hmm. VR, the headphones are tailor-made for that because it really does totally immerse you you've got your full vision and audio are all totally contained like they are made for headphones so like I do think that headphones will continue to become more and more popular especially as the, hopefully, kind of the technology keeps getting better and yeah. you know, the price of those headphones comes down a little bit like most electronics do over time you know, but as for specific game, I, I traveled so far off your original question, but as for specific, that's fine, that's fine. Ga- as for specific gaming headphones, I've just never really looked into it. So I don't know if there's something better out there, but I don't know if it's conversation that everybody wanted to hear from us, but
1: I was really excited about it and I enjoy talking about it it's because I think sound really matters, but anyways. It's that time, sadly. It is time to wrap up this podcast. All these links will... You know what? We had a blast today, man. Another fun time. I wasn't even in the mood to do the podcast today. It's crazy (laughs) how you get right into it. But anyways, all these links will be in the description. You can support us on Patreon or PayPal. And if you can't support us financially, please leave a review or rating. It helps out with our rankings. And then check out our websites. We have merchandise on both of our websites. TGPC Gaming and two guys playing zelda those are affiliate shops so we may earn a commission on purchases through our links and Red, you kind of talk about some of the other stuff we got going on
0: yep we've uh, we're on youtube at tgpz gaming with busted buttons and two guys playing zelda on youtube Check we don't have out, a
1: busted buns youtube
0: channel oh crap i thought we did it's all tgpz no, no. gaming you're right sorry um and then we're also on discord great server great discussions on nintendo playstation xbox pc tv shows booze sports great discussion on discord definitely check us out there and we're all over social media twitter and instagram specifically at busted buttons pc so great episode like you said coming in i wasn't too jacked up but as soon as we got going the juices got flowing the booze got flowing and i think we had a really good one so uh thanks everyone for listening keep on gaming and we'll see you next episode